Hello everyone, you are listening to Express Yourself with your hosts Cindy and Sika. Today we are talking about Book Awards of 2021 and just Book Awards in general. So yeah, if you're interested in this, please keep listening. And before we start our main topic, we are going to move to our first segment of the episode and this is called Reality Check. This is where we just catch up with um, each other on the week and what we've been doing and I know it's been quite a while since our last episode so we've got yeah. a lot to catch up on um so yeah Sika how have you been um I've been good mm-hmm. busy than usual but I've been good yeah yeah I'm what a- have you been busy doing um work so I work during the weekdays and then weekends I've got a little side hustle uh, Tell us what your side hustle is, shameless pug. Oh, oh God. Okay, so I've got like a mini peanut butter business. So I make and sell peanut butter. So all you natural lovers, check out Munati Foods. <laughs> yes, guys. We will also add it in the link as well in the description of Seeker's new business venture, which is yes. she's getting into the peanut industry. And yeah, yeah, her peanut butter is really, really good, honestly. It's, it's oh it's, thank you. It's so tasty. Like it's tastes like nothing else. Like I feel like most peanut butters, especially that you get here in the UK and yeah. in the West, yeah. they're quite sweet and yeah. not yeah. very savory. But this one is so authentic and it's so it's got so much depth of flavor as well. Oh. Like it really makes it stand out from others. Oh my God, please Make sure you put that in a review in writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the trust pilot right now. <laughs> um, but I'll actually, reminds me, I do need to set up a trust pilot. Yeah, you do. How How is it handling that and then handling juggling life as well? You know what? I think I've done that thing that I usually do when I'm frustrated or stressed about something where I just go and find things to keep myself busy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's maybe my way of deflecting, but also it's the kind of thing where like I've started something that I can't really just walk away from. Mm. But I, I am enjoying it, yeah, compared to other things that I've tried to do before, like the t-shirt business and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I stopped enjoying it. I think that's why I literally died a natural death. It was a sudden death, rather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this I enjoyed much more. I think it's... Yeah. I'm up and I'm doing things with my hands. I'm walking, you know, like I'm active. Yeah. 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 And definitely, I feel like you're not as competing with as much. I feel like clothes and stuff and just fashion, it's just really hard to always keep on top of and doing all the marketing stuff or food. Like, food, like everyone can taste something and can taste if it's good or bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people say, food is the way to the heart, or is that for men? I don't know. But yeah, you know I think what? Yeah, food is the way to the to a man's heart, is it? Yeah, oh, to a man's heart. But I think it's to everyone's heart. So a, a man and a woman's heart. We're we're changing exactly. <laughs> exactly, we'll change it. But yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, I think it's really good, guys. You should definitely check it out, and it's really inspirational that you're doing both because I can't I can't imagine dealing with all of that all of the stuff that you're dealing with. You know what? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You've held down the fort with the podcast, though. Pardon? You've held down the fort with the podcast. Uh, it's easy yeah, for me because it's not guys, much time on the internet. I'm doing all the work. You yeah, I'm going to take a break now. Now it's going to be Seeker's reign to just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't mean there's going to be a dry season of no content. 
There has to be content. We need to learn. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Any other news? Anything for me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been okay. Um, tired, stressed. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm just tired because end of the work day. But um. Yeah. yeah. Busy as well. I feel like there's been so many people's birthdays in June and July and August. Yeah. There's no respite until like October time. Yeah. So, yeah. September as well. There's loads of birthdays for me. So it's just tiring. August as well. Oh, it's a lot of birthdays and my bank account is crying. So I was literally just about to say, how much money? What's your budget? <laughs> my budget is... Is there no budget? I was budgeting at the start of the year. That's just gone out of the window now. I can't even look at the Excel spreadsheet because I'll look, I'll be really sad if I look at my Excel and how I'm not meeting my targets. So I just don't look at it. I have a really good avoidance tactic with yeah. things that I need to do. So yeah. Um, I, I think for me, it's been like, um, you know, before, like during COVID, like there wasn't much activity. So my savings was growing. <laughs> and then now... <laughs> it seems like my savings is either stagnant or it's shrinking yeah same <laughs> yeah same but yeah i've just been yeah just busy going to birthdays um i've been reading as well but i've also yeah. been playing a lot of sims so i play so much sims these days i'm addicted sims is like this it's basically like a simulation life simulation oh, of life oh, yeah, okay yes yes yeah, so I've been playing loads of Sims 4, like a ridiculous amount, even to the ex- extent where my mom is like, oh my goodness, you're playing Sims again every evening at Sims. It's not even reading no, anymore. I, knowing you, I'm very surprised to hear you say that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never, like, I've, I've never, you've never struck me as someone who does anything, to, who's got anything to do with gaming, anything to do with games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like playing games usually, but I love Sims and I love Animal Crossing, so it makes sense that I would like the Sims so much. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, tell you what I did. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember which TV show you recommended that I should watch? Mm, no. It was something to do with series, and you told me that one was particularly really good. So if you were to recommend anything to me at the moment, what would it be? Um, what I said was, I don't usually like um, American sitcoms because they lack uh, depth. And yeah. you suggested one in particular to me. Oh, The Office! Yes. Oh, I, I watched and finished The Office. You what? I watched and finished it. Oh, oh, it's good, isn't it? It is really good. You know, the show at the beginning, but like, I got so hooked. I got so attached to the characters. <laughs> Even at the end, you know when Pam got, and um, I can't remember his Jim. name. Jim. Jim, yeah. When they got married, I actually cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cried. Yeah. Even like when, uh, although I didn't like the fact that Michael Scott left. Oh, oh, that's when yeah. it, the show got weird. After like Idris Elba, it got really weird, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah good I didn't like it very much then, did. but still. Yeah, like, and yeah. I, I completely understood what you meant, because like the characters have got such depth, they've got such personality. It's just, it's like a mockumentary if you've never watched The Office and stuff. Yeah, so it, it's so good. I'm so glad you recommended that to me. 
it's good it's a classic isn't it it's like a yeah. really good feel good comfort tv show yeah and it's just so entertaining and it's not really that problematic no. it's good yeah uh, yeah really and also it mirrors real life as well like some of the things that they were doing in there it's actually things that you actually experience when you go to work and stuff like that yeah that's why it did so well yeah who's your favorite oh, character on the show ah oh, that's a hard question choose one who's the first person that comes to mind that you like the most what's the the, the guy that's always doing crosswords the black man yeah stanley, stanley. yeah, yeah. I like yeah stanley's the vibe but yeah i like stanley as well <laughs> yeah i like stanley too i love the the episode where like uh they i think that it was something to do with like uh dealing with stress or something mm-hmm. um, uh his uh heart rate monitor kept on beeping louder it's like his michael scott kept on walking towards it <laughs> i think i remember that i think one of my favorite episodes was do you remember the fire episode when they're doing the fire testing or something and dwight's like in charge of it vaguely oh that's that was one of my favorite episodes so what did dwight do because obviously it was eventful <laughs> I think he just took it too far and did the extreme with making everyone ready and prepared for a fire. Oh, is that yeah. what they all end up outside and there's Ryan? Ryan, the, 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 the guy that never made a single sale, but it was for some reason part of the sales team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, no, but the, oh, no, I'm thinking of the episode when Ryan burned his toast and caused the actual fire. He set off the fire alarm. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, and everyone kept yeah. saying, oh, he, he's the only one that went to uni. So everyone was like, oh, so he went to uni and he can still set up, like, the fire, he can start a fire using toast and stuff like that. It was just... just oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so silly. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, like, you, you really do get used to the humour, so... You do, yeah, yeah. you do, yeah. yeah. You should try watching the UK version, it's so bad. Yeah, even I tried. Though, yeah, it was... You know, no, not that great. You know what it is like that the Americans did right, that the Americans failed. Uh, sorry, the the British failed to. You know, mm, I think it's us. just because the the humans are a bit different with the British people. I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's really different. It's a lot drier British humor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I I tried really hard, you know. Like by the second, third episode, I was like, you know. and I tried the first. Oh yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah the American is so much better. Or maybe also it's because some of the faces are a bit more familiar. Like Michael's a super familiar face to us. Oh yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. Or like yeah, John Krasinski as well is quite familiar. But I do think yeah. execution wise, anyway, like the American one was better because by the second episode, I was hooked yeah it's true it's really yeah. good it's really yeah. good yeah that's like one tv show i recommend to everyone i don't i've never really heard anyone who says actually i have had one person who says they don't really like it but yeah, i tried recommending normal. it to my friend and she said it's not really her cup of tea but i feel like yeah. she didn't watch the whole thing she didn't watch like the whole first episode because i felt the same as what you feel when i started yeah i really not like it yeah and i think you have to like probably sit down and just watch it not be on your phone and just half watch it just give yourself time to really appreciate the episodes yeah yeah i did try to watch the other tv show that you recommended 
the Which one about the Asian girl and her parents work in a Chinese supermarket and she's like a photographer. Oh, uh, oh, Kim's Convenience. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? How come? I didn't like the humour. I thought I thought everything was super predictable. So. Oh, okay. To be fair, yeah. I kind of see that as well. It's, mm-hmm. it kind of like, it's, it's in between like an American sitcom and I don't know what else is in like uh, the opposite. Mm. But I think the predictability comes from like the American sitcom side of things. Yeah, true. Or like even like the dynamics between the father and the and the, the dad and the son. Yeah, and the oh, dad and the parents okay. and the mom, and them trying to get them her married and find a partner, and her <laughs> being a creative. I just like okay, like I've I've heard the story. The oh, jokes are just okay. Yeah, it just isn't for me. We'll find you another one. Yeah. To be fair, mm-hmm. I usually just like watching reality TV shows that are not Love Island, but yeah, <laughs> the clarity like, in there terrifying like i've been watching um yeah bbc they have this home interior design show where they help people renovate their homes and they use like um i don't know what's that vr headsets as well so oh yes, yes, reality. yes yeah it's on bbc and i've been finding that entertaining and also i've been watching the olympics a lot as well which is you've nice. been watching the olympics my god uh the highlights on bbc like the evening program yeah so so, so good really yeah, uh, this is the first without time I've audience. ever. Huh? What's it like without an audience? Does that matter if there's no audience? The person who speaks over the camera, the sound yeah. person, is good enough at hyping up the adrenaline and the excitement. Like it's just so fascinating to see all these people from the world competing, and yeah. like the different sports and seeing women. And maybe it's the first time I've ever properly watched it. So just seeing like lots of women. Yeah. do things that I could and don't necessarily associate with women I don't really like sports anyways yeah but just seeing other people and seeing myself reflected in other people and seeing African nations compete yeah. or black women yeah. compete or Asian women compete like it just it's really it's just really interesting oh okay okay yeah. and it's just snapshots as well so usually it's not very long anyway yeah that's that, that I, I suppose maybe that's the best way to do it really uh, yeah and most of the sports are quite short they're quite what sorry short most of the sports are like over like five minutes or ten minutes yeah 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 mm. uh, the the hundred meters um yeah. when I was in London my mom was actually supposed to come take a flight to go to South Africa and I got stuck in traffic because everyone was driving to the Olympic venue <laughs> oh really and she was already going to city airport <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so close as well. She could have just taken the train. She would have been there sooner. Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the, the that year, uh, Usain Bolt's record was like 9.83 or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't believe you remember the number. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just know that one of the world records is 9.83 from, 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 from him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's certain uh, sports that I used to watch, like the 100 meters, um, swimming yeah swimming is good yeah yes yeah. i do feel like swimming the audience the spectators never don't really make that much a difference of a difference when you're watching them from tv with spectators anyway um, mm, that's true. what's the other one gymnastics yeah I, I watched some of the gymnastics ones with simone well the one that simone biles actually competed in but some of the other women as well and the men it was just incredible like I know so much now about like yeah vaults and stuff and it's just like crazy you learn so much watching it it's very interesting 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, 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 I should probably like go back and watch some of the highlights myself as well. And there was a Zimbabwean uh, girl, she was 17, I think, Donata. Oh, really? Yeah, Donata, oh. what was the last name? Katai, I think. Uh, How does she train? I didn't even know Zim was even in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, she was, she had the best in her heat, but it wasn't, her time wasn't enough for her to qualify for the semi-finals or quarter-finals, I can't remember. Oh, oh But she did do well, she was 17 years old as well, like. Yeah, good. that is yeah. crazy. I heard there was yeah. a 12-year-old who won the skateboarding, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 I heard that. Yeah. And there was like yeah, a 13 year old. And skateboarding is part of the Olympics now. Yeah, I think for this year, I think it changes from year to year. Like, not yeah. all the sports are always included. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But 12, my God, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it, is. Yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 I do. Uh, I, I used to watch a lot of things actually because uh, football, like, I was a big, big football like watcher yeah like what are you serious yeah like you wave like that. literally i was a big manu fan back in the day um and the last time i got into football again was because of england like this really time, yeah wow. um england i was i wasn't supporting england <laughs> literally i only like the team the guys that oh. the team. There's a very diverse team, right? There's a yeah, lot of guys playing in that team. Mm, that's true. Wait, for England, you mean the last... Yeah, the last this current World Cup, yeah, in the, in the Euros. Oh, yeah, the Euros. I was just about to say World Cup. That's how yeah, disconnected yeah. I am. The World Cup is... Uh, how many years are we from the World Cup? I don't even know. All I know is that I don't know anything. that I, I don't even know what I don't know, so... Yeah, it didn't. That's the thing. Like, I didn't want England to win because I know that England fans are very racist. So I was like, they need some humbling. They, they need do. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they like get to the finals and then someone else won? They did. Yeah. They did. And, and um, yeah. So oh, yeah. A young, a young, uh, the, I think the youngest uh, team uh, member, Bukayo, mm-hmm. he's only 17. He's my, he's Andy's age. Yeah. No, I think he's 19. No, I think he's 19. He's 19. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's just about a year older than like our sibling, either. Yeah. Right. And like some of the things that people were saying, I was just like, oh my goodness, I could never like it. If if this if if this is like someone immediately was going to, I was like, oh my god, I would lose my shit. Sorry to say. I would too, but the money is good enough. Shout racist abuse at me. As long as I'm earning millions, I don't care because you're the top, <laughs> not me. No, but Cindy, I think it ruins your mental health, you know, because you have to think. I'll that have doctors to me for that to help fix me back up again. You go to therapy. I'll be able to afford it. <laughs> no, but there's some things that therapy won't ever fix. I won't see it. I just won't go on social media. I won't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I did, I did think it was quite cute that people went to like his uh, Instagram and started drowning out all the negative stuff and like positive comments, you know. And it's not even like he manages his social media account, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he does. <laughs> no, I don't think he does. I don't think he yeah. would. Yeah. But I, all I know is that he has enough money. Everyone else is the racists are the chumps because at the end of the day, you're the one betting and wasting your money on him. <laughs> so. You're paying you his bills. You lost your housemate. You might be racist, but you're really funding his lifestyle and his family. You know, it's just giving him publicity. 
Yeah, racism is some mental gymnastics. At the end of the day, you're being racist, but yet you're watching that show and you're paying for it. Yeah. And you're the one funding someone you think is lesser than you. How does that make sense? You may go in the pitch and throw the banana skin, but he's already been paid by you. You've already paid for the ticket to go in. You've paid for his lifestyle. So who's the chump? Yeah. (laughs) I've never thought of it like that. That's a really good thing about it. This is therapy. Yeah. okay let's let's go let's move on guys sorry we've just yeah oh god it's been it's, it's because it's been such a long time yeah it's true so much has happened in between yeah yeah it has so today we're talking about um the books that have been awarded over 2021 and we're just talking about the different prizes and yeah all the books that are involved all the authors some of the controversies and just reflecting of what we've read and what we think about all the different awards Mm -hmm. so we're going to start first with the women's prize for fiction so a little bit of history and background on it um the women's prize for fiction is an annual award for full-length fiction written by a woman the Women, Women's Prize for Fiction is international and accepts entries from across the world. The prize was set up after 1991 Booker Prize shortlist included no women at all and in 2020 celebrated its 25th anniversary. And for 2021, the judging panel was made up of Bernadine Evaristo, El- Elizabeth Day, Na- Nezreen Malik, Big Hope and Sarah Jane C and the prize for this year was £30,000 and a limited edition bronze figurine called the Bessie. I don't know what this figure looks like and um, the shortlist was announced in March and the winner was announced in in July Mm -hmm. and yeah so the winner of the 2021 Women's Prize for Fiction some of you probably already know was Maggie O'Farrell with her book called Hamnet. Um, have you heard of this book, Zika? No, no. I've been seeing it all over social media and it's it was on my to be read pile, but I haven't got around to read it yet. Yeah. Um, Hamnet is for those of you who don't know, Hamnet is a novel inspired by the son of a famous playwright, Shakespeare. It is a story of the bond between twins and of a marriage pushed to the brink by by grief. It is also the story of a kestrel and its mistress, a flea that boards a ship in Alexandria. This is very long winded, but yeah, it's literally just about a family dealing with their son. Yeah, exactly. And the family dynamics of that. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is Um, interesting, like close, to be honest. It is, yeah. Yeah. I also know that um, some other books that were shortlisted for this was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, Transcending okay. Kingdom by Yaa Kiasi, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, mm-hmm. and Piranesi by Susanna Clark. I have actually read Piranesi by Susanna Clark, and I thought that might win. And Vanishing Half as well. Oh, yeah, and I've read The Vanishing Half as well. Yeah. I didn't really like The Vanishing Half as much. Oh, okay. As I'm Piranesi. reading The Vanishing Half at the moment, yeah. So. Oh, are you? What do you think of yeah. it? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like about 80 pages in and mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a bit slow at the beginning, but there's a lot happening and there isn't much background to what's going on. So I'm, 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 I'm at the point where I'm a bit frustrated. I want like, mm. give up the information. I want to know where the other twin is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
So I, I don't know if I can judge it at first, but I do remember like uh, in your review when you were saying that like you, you felt like the characters were just a vessel for the storyline. And I do mm-hmm. get of that, but I think the reason why it comes across like that is because it's, um, well, what do you quote? Is it, is, it, is it in third person? Like the book is uh-huh. in third person. So it's yeah. like narrating the story of these other people. But the problem with that is because there's so many characters in one chapter. And like in the first chapter, I think they introduced like eight or nine characters. Yeah. People to deal with like the mom, the two twins, the ex-husband, the, the wife beater. You know, there's just so many people. Um, yeah. So like with like narrating your story like that, like imagine if I was telling you a story and I, intru- and I gave you like a dozen of characters you wouldn't like be as invested in the story as well, right? True, yeah, yeah. true. But I'm I'm reading another book, and it's also written in third person. But it's just yeah. it does it delves so deeply into people, in my opinion. Okay, okay. I well, felt like Rick was... Bennett's work was a bit too clinical and stark. Like, okay, okay, it didn't okay. Have emotion. Maybe it wasn't as flowery as I would have liked. Maybe I really like flowery type language. language. Yeah, yeah, I think I do. So maybe that's yeah. why it didn't appeal to me that much. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'll see how that one ends. But I'm really fascinated by the storyline. Mm-hmm. Did you say it was nominated for the Women's uh, Fiction Prize? Yeah, yeah, it was shortlisted. So shortlisted. it could have won. Yeah. Yeah. So from long yeah. shortlist, that's a big achievement. Yeah, it did really well. And so did Transcendent Kingdom as well. I've seen that all over as well, like Booktube, Bookstagram. I've seen so many people read it and say it's amazing. I have read her other work by Yasi, Yasi, I can't pronounce her name. Sorry, guys. But um, I didn't really enjoy it. So that's why I haven't read this book yet. Yeah. TBR, Perpetual TBR. Yeah, I read Homegoing (laughs) by her and I just, I didn't really like it. And everyone else, people liked it. I was like, "Mm, no. Homegoing. Yeah. Homegoing is another one that's passed all over over, like social media. Yeah, yeah. It's the the orange cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a good story, but I just, I just didn't like it that much. I just thought, "Mm, it's okay. That was it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I get that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So should we move on? Yes. Let's move to the next one. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Booker International Prize. So the Booker International Prize. Yeah, it is a really big one. Um, The Booker International Prize rewards the best work of fiction written in a foreign language, translated into English and published in the UK. So this year, the judging panel was Ada Edmerium. Olivette Otelli and I've actually read one book by Olivette Otelli and I think she's the first black woman historian in the UK as oh. well yeah she, I think she is professor I think mm. um yes and a few other people as well I'm not going to list them all and the price for this one is £50,000 divided equally between the author and the translator of the winning entry yeah. And each yeah. shortlisted author and translator receives £1,000. So at least they receive a little bit of something when they get shortlisted. <laughs> something, basically yeah. 500 quid. Um, so yeah, the long list was released in March, shortlist in April, and the winner on the 2nd of June. Mm-hmm. And the winner this year for the international, the 
Booker International Prize was All At Night, All Blood is Black by David Diop. And this was translated from French mm -hmm. and into English. And if some of you don't know what this book is about, it's, I'll just read the synopsis quickly. It's, um, it captures the tragedy of a young man's mind hurtling towards madness and tells the little heard story of the Senegalese who fought for France on the Western Front during the First World War. Mm. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Re I didn't really see this book much. Like lots of people talking about it. Surprisingly, maybe it's I because of. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. when I when I when I when I, uh, I I think it was around the same time that I bought uh Black Spartacus, which is uh the one. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Yeah. It's, it's around. Well, it's not really around the same. It's it's political fiction, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is quite yeah. political. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was around about that time when I saw it. Mm. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's it sounds like a really good book. Like the story sounds really, really complex and like it would there be so many themes in there. Yeah, exactly. And it's a narrative that we've never really heard of as well. Like if you think of First World War, I mean, yeah, yeah. we do remember some of the men of colour who fought but we don't really pay much yeah, attention to that yeah. in this country or I can imagine in France as well so it's definitely a story story that definitely needs to be told and at first when I first read the synopsis, I was like this isn't for me but I'm, mm -hmm. I think I still will try and force myself to read it because I definitely think it's a narrative that I need to learn about yeah. and yeah just enrich my own like knowledge of all the complex types of situations and what people experienced during the first world war even if it is yeah. fiction it's still very and, interesting and to be and fair, do you remember house of stone i wasn't really keen on reading house of stone i only read oh, it your, your recommendation and it turns out it was actually quite good <laughs> yeah house of stone is really good <laughs> yeah yeah i'm glad you, you 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 really um recommended that one to me as well so we shall try this one as yeah well. we should yeah. definitely definitely one of the other books that was shortlisted for this one was the dangers of smoking in bed by mariana enriquez okay. and i've been seeing this one everywhere on instagram bookstagram anyway and okay. i saw it everywhere and i thought oh my gosh what's this book about and then when i read the synopsis, i was like i don't know why i haven't picked up this book any sooner so i've literally ordered it and it's coming tomorrow so what is and it about? it's um written against the backdrop backdrop of contemporary Argentina uh -huh. um, so the dangers of smoking in bed is populated by unruly teenagers crooked witches homeless ghosts and hungry women the stories walk the uneasy line between urban realism and horror but with a resounding tenderness towards those in pain in fear and in limbo as terrifying as they are socially mm. conscious the stories um, pressed into the unspoken fetish illness the female body the darkness of human history with bracing urgency oh my goodness that sounds too heavy I don't know if I'd want to read that <laughs> oh I can read more it says a woman a woman is sexually obsessed with the human heart a lost rotten baby crawls what? out of a back sexually obsessed with the human heart how do those two things work together <laughs> I don't know, but listen to this one. It says a lost rotten baby crawls out of a backyard and into a bed. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no, you know what? This one you can read and then you, you can tell me about it. <laughs> okay. When I read this, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to read this. <laughs> it's making my skin crawl. 
<laughs> oh really this is absolutely yeah. fascinating me i can't wait to just get into it oh my goodness now i can't wait to hear the, uh, the, the 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 review and everything else about the book from you yeah i can't wait to read it as well it sounds yeah. really different so yeah 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 interesting though i'm, not, I'm gonna give it that yeah would you ever yeah. attempt reading it yeah yeah mm. interesting it is, yeah. Is, is that um, the other one from the shortlist, yeah? Yeah, that was one of the shortlisted ones, which okay. I found quite interesting. But there's yeah. lots of other ones, so you should definitely look into it, guys. Yeah. Um, so the next one we'll move on to to talk about is the Booker Prize. Um, so the Booker Prize first ran in 1969, and bef- it was called, yeah, um, is awarded to a novel written in English and published in the UK. Mm-hmm. Hilary Mantel has won the award twice in 2009 for Wolf Hall. Wolf Hall. I have the book, but I haven't even read it yet. And in 2012 for Bring Up the Bodies. And the 2020 winner was Shiggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. And I'm actually reading that right now. It's quite oh. interesting. Yeah. And the judging panel is a lot of different people, but I thought a person of note would be to mention that Chigozi Obioma is on this. Oh. Ooh, on the judging okay. panel yeah oh right oh nice well yeah, I, I, from what i've read um i do like the, the the guy's work so i know you do yeah. yeah yeah yes and then um yeah so the prize for this one is fifty thousand pounds for the winner and two thousand five hundred for each of the shortlisted authors and yeah some of the long list that some people may know yeah. is second place by rachel cusk i've been seeing a lot of people talk about this one yeah and the sun by kazuo ishiguro and no one is talking about this place by patricia lockwood and okay. the, winner, yeah. the winner of this one is going to be released in november so we still have so some time to wait a bit of suspense yeah, yeah. so it should be interesting um yeah what do you think um what do you think about any of the authors long listed and shortlisted for this one have you read any of them um so oh god i don't think i've read any one in particular mm-hmm. but maybe the one that i'm reading at the moment is the vanishing heart right yeah yeah for, for this particular prize sorry or in general oh no just for the booker prize for the booker prize um no so i haven't read it yeah um, I've I haven't seen, they're really popular books yeah I, I have to say out of all the, the from the two of the three prizes that we've um done this mm-hmm. one is where, like I've seen a lot of the the, 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 the titles yeah of, same more, yeah 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 so I think for this it's, one it's an even bigger one isn't it it is yeah it really yeah. is yeah um yeah I've been seeing a lot of people read Clara and the Sun and Second Place a lot I'm not really sure if I really want to read them. I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. I'm quite scared. But then Kaz uh, Ishiguro is uh, quite common these days, isn't he? It isn't he or she. I don't know if it's a he or she. It's a he. I think it's a he. It's a he, right? It's Japanese, isn't it? Yes. I think it's a man, yeah. Yeah. Um, They also wrote that really famous novel. What is it called? Never Let Me Go. And there's a film of it as well. Yeah. 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 And I know he's a really good writer also. Yeah. he does i have really high hopes for that one yeah. yeah yeah and i saw lots of people talking about the second place by rachel husk but i'm 
I'm I'm not convinced. I read the like synopsis for this, and it didn't really and, grab me at all. Okay. Really. You know, uh, actually, um, when I was uh, on my way back from work, I was literally thinking, um, we need to do that thing. You know, that when I always say like, you don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Anything, just have a black cover on the book, and you just pick at random. Oh no, that was <laughs> just reading, me without knowing the title, without knowing the author. <laughs> Do it like that and see what no. no. we'll leave you to be bored when you have, have absolutely nothing to do. Mm, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like I always know in my luck I'll keep picking up the really boring books or the black <laughs> pile, the black books, you know. Just yeah. pick up the bad ones. So what do you think of these awards in general? How do you feel about book awards and this, everything around it? Um, I think obviously like they're a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you do find, discover like some authors and new titles and stuff like that from following book awards. But like, sometimes I always wonder like, you know, like music, books, all those things, like they're subjective, aren't they? To an extent. Yeah to, yeah, to a certain extent. Um, I think what makes, like, um, book holes so different is because you've got a judging panel. I don't know, is, it that, is that the case with, like, music and everything else? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. There's a judging panel. Yeah, I find yeah. it strange that, like, it's only a, these, excuse me, select few people um, that, like, decide that you get this £50,000 prize um yeah it's just well they're quite fascinating anyway we still follow them (laughs) yeah that's true yeah when people we know get to win the prizes right yeah that's true yeah 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 and then like it's that kind of thing where you like you complain about the the present it's not this it's not that and then when someone you know oh my god i'm so proud of you kind of thing yeah so exactly all right that's that's how i feel about like these Mm. things but obviously they are there for a reason. They're becoming more and more inclusive. For, for example, like the, the women's prize. Um, yeah. That wasn't there. That, that came about because um, they didn't, they, they, most of the, the winners of the Booker Prize were men, right? Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, so they, need, they needed to create space for like female authors and stuff like that. So I, I, I think they, they do have a role. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think in general, I I get the concept, and I think the concept is good. It's just obviously issues with like diversity and inclusion, but yeah. also I think a lot of the judging panel as well. Like obviously we've seen from some of the names like Chigozi or Bioma or like um, I don't know Bernadine Evaristo is on there or yeah. Olivette Otelli. Like obviously these are people with the right credentials and the prestige and the actual they've exactly. done the work they have like you can you can trust them to be open-minded and they have yeah. the skill and the artistry they've proved it already so yeah. I feel like they're in good hands to be judged but obviously not perfect because nothing is ever perfect yeah um, yeah and I also help think that they really do help to bring notice to some authors that we wouldn't easily miss yeah. for example Bernadine Evaristo I didn't know who she was until she won yeah. the prize for and shared it with Margaret Atwood for um what was the book she wrote? Girl Woman Girl Other. Woman I, hadn't, I hadn't even heard of her. So without oh, okay. that, a lot you of us wouldn't have been. For that. 
Pardon? She thanked Twitter for that partly because Twitter is the one that caused the uproar. <laughs> True. I, I I knew her when she was shortlisted. I think that's yeah. when I noticed Girl Woman Mother, like seeing yeah. it on the shelves and seeing that it was shortlisted. That's what made me get grab the attention, and that's why I wanted to read it. And there yeah. was one I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah, yeah. she deserves it. But like yeah, it definitely gives you more access to I think a wider range of um authors yeah, but also maybe yeah. some people as well need to just diversify the awards that they focus on like there's so many different book awards around the world especially in this country so there's so many yeah. you don't just have to follow the major big ones to find yeah. that really interesting yeah. books you can follow smaller ones like I know this year I think Black Ballad which is like a UK online platform for black women mm-hmm. focuses on black british women they've like collaborated with influx for the first novel award and Ooh, it's okay. for um it's for novels written by black british women and yeah. one right one uh, of the winners one a winner will win 1.5k so and okay. it will be published by influx as well like it's such a small it's well black ballad is massive yeah. But in comparison to a lot of those other bigger platforms and organizations, it's still quite small. But they're yeah, doing some things yeah. like help bring, I don't know, black British women up and it's quite interesting. So yeah, that would definitely I'm be an award people. that I follow. Yeah, yeah. I always say that like I don't think it's uh smart to expect um, you know how we always complain about diversity and stuff like that. It's not smart for us to expect um white people to make space for us because ultimately white people created those spaces for themselves exactly yeah to create our own spaces right and there's nothing wrong with creating our own spaces at this point in time exactly yeah and the black diaspora is huge yeah if you look at like the continent well you don't you don't count the continent the, the, the african continent as like the diaspora but like the caribbean if you include the continent as well it's huge like there could be yeah. explore so many things and all those different experiences from all those different parts of the world like there's just so much yeah there really is there is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that's the, that's that's really nice that they do that yeah. yeah yeah um have you read are there any um book award winners who you've read and you think it deserved it is there some that you read and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, you entirely deserved it? Or have you read any book award winners and you're like, yeah. oh, this is so overhyped. I don't know how it won this award. I think Girl Woman Other was very deserving. Yeah. 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 I agree. I felt seen for the first time when I wrote, when I read it. I was like, oh my goodness. Right? It was just, yeah. it was just, I couldn't have ever imagined that a book could be like that. It was just yeah. explosive. Yeah yeah it was very disruptive as well like the way she wrote it was yeah it was so interesting even some of the stories now they've still stayed with me like they're my friends or something or it's people's lives (laughs) i've known people i've known you know that's when you know it's a really good book when you feel like you've known someone from a book yeah it's just a fictional character where you feel like you have some deeper connection yeah i I, I spent days thinking about that book you know like days i think it was almost weeks maybe yeah same shake it off yeah you really can't gosh yeah. that is amazing um another one one for me that i think deserved a lot of the prizes that it won or the yeah. hype as well was probably uh, a little life i think deserved it oh okay yeah which prize did a little life win i'm not sure but i think it was shortlisted for quite a lot of stuff 
Oh, okay. Okay, to be fair. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Um, I can't imagine it winning the... Huh? I don't think... I can't, I can't imagine it winning anything major. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You, you, it, but the thing is, like, you know, these prizes, like, it's really bestsellers and stuff like that. Like, you, you really hear these really popular books sometimes winning prizes. For example, Queenie. Queenie was plastered all over the place. Yeah, I think it's because of the type of fiction it was. I think that's type of why fiction. Yeah, yeah. Looked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think the the, the, the awards focus on a select few genres? Like, do the do you think the winners tend to come from the same subset of like genres? Um. Yes and no. I think for some of them, like the Booker Prize, I always yeah. expect a certain type of grand story, lifetime, long journey, yeah. excellent writing. I yeah. don't expect any less than that. I don't yeah. really expect it to be an entertaining novel. You usually expect it to be kind of, I don't know, just really complex and deep. Yeah. Whilst with yeah. other I, prizes. I yeah. yeah, with other prizes, I expect something different. Like, I know Costa, the Costa do some book awards as well, Costa Book Awards. Yeah. And I usually expect like a light, easy, good, interesting book, but not too, it's not like a literary fiction type novel. Yeah. 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 Do you know like the criteria that they used to like uh, judge on? Because I have no idea what they, what they use. I, I have no idea as well. I don't know okay. if that's even, it probably is accessible somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what criteria. If you guys know what criteria, please let us know because I don't know what criteria they use. Yeah, um, another one. Be. There must be yeah. Another one that I think deserved the hype was definitely Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. It mm. won the Women's Prize a few years ago, I think, in like oh, nineteen yeah. or something like that. I'm still um, asking that, you know. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Yeah, you know, every time you say Half of a Yellow Sun, um, there's a book called Raisin in the Sun, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. The by in the Sun or something. Yeah, it's by an African-American writer, right? Yeah. Or Raisin yeah. in the Sun, yeah, there's a movie as well for it. Yeah, and I, I honestly, like, I don't know what it is. I think it's because of the sun. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably the sun. Yeah, I always see, when you say that name, I always see the cover for Raising in the Sun. Oh, really? Yeah, I always have to remind myself, no, 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 that's not what Cindy, like, is talking about. It's, it's half of a yellow sun, it's Chimamanda's book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So I had to sort of, like, unhook myself from that image and sort of attach the correct author. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just have weird associations with something. Just, yeah, it's like just, you with the Arthur Miller and Tennessee Williams. Oh, yeah, I don't know why, but something <laughs> in my head just thinks the two are the same. Um, um, but yeah. Another one as well that I really enjoyed, which I think definitely deserved, it won the Women's Prize as well, and I think it deserved yeah. it, was yeah. The Song of Achilles by okay. Madeline Miller. It won that in 2012, and I yeah. absolutely adore that book. I love it so much. It made me cry in the end. Um, Donna Tartt as well, her novels, Secret History and and Goldfinch as well. Okay. I think they've also won some stuff. But yeah. Goldfinch is that the one with the black cover and it's got like the words gold, the words Goldfinch in the front. Yeah, and it's got a painting of a, of a, the bird. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, also I've seen that 
Um, there's also some other interesting prizes that I personally like to have a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of them is the Orwell Book Book Prize for Political Writing. So mm. this book prize focuses on political writing and each year awards prizes for the work which can which comes closest to George Orwell's ambition to make political writing into an art. Oh, and okay. So that's, yeah. you know the criteria. You do, you do yeah. know the criteria. Yeah, it's, yeah. And okay. uh, in 2021, one of the books that was shortlisted for the political writing was African Europeans and mm-hmm. Untold History by Olivette Otelli. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was on the panel, right? Um, no, she's, no, she was on a panel for another one. I think it was for the Women's Prize for oh, Fiction. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But for this one, she's been shortlisted for the Orwell Book Prize for Political Writing. Which oh, is quite okay, yeah. And there's, there's also the other version. It's Orwell Book Prize for Political Fiction. And this mm-hmm. one was for... Um, so this one just focuses on political fiction. And I know that The Vanishing Half was shortlisted. And also The Death of Vivek Oji by Kweki and Mezi has also been yeah. shortlisted for that. So, yeah, that's the yeah. one she's recently released, though, is it not? Yes, yeah, the recent yeah. one. So that's mm-hmm. a really good one as well to focus on if you want something a bit more different. Yeah. But my awesome, one of my other favourite awards, even though it's been very problematic as well, it's the Hugo Awards. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Hugo Awards was first presented in 1953 and presented annually since 1955, and it's like science fiction's most prestigious award. And the winners announced in 20 in December of this year. And one of the best novel nominations is The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. I absolutely yeah. love N.K. Jemison. So um, I hope she wins it. But also Piranesi by Susanna Clarke is also nominated for it as well. So oh, I don't yeah. mind whoever wins, but I hope N.K. Jemison wins. And the other reason why I really like the Hugo Awards is because they also have other awards for like the best graphic story or comic. They also have the best yeah. video game. It's an award as well, which is super interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I know like for the best video game, there's some games that my boyfriend plays, which have been nominated for it too. So I like oh. how comprehensive and how broad it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's one called Hades that... Um, He's been playing a lot this so, so year. So is, is it Connor that's getting you into these games? No, no. Um, no, not really. <laughs> we play completely different types of games. But really? yeah. Yeah, he he plays other stuff like Hades, Assassin's Creed, I don't know, oh, stuff like that. Yeah, he's, um, he's Spelunky, if that means anything to anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like some of the stuff that the Hugo Awards give, or maybe it's only because all of N.K. Jemison's, or not all of them, the trilogy, the Broken Earth trilogy, won mm-hmm. an award for every single book. So maybe that's why okay. I have some bias so there. That's where the bias is coming from. Probably. I absolutely love N.K. Jemison. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, any other awards that you've seen that you um, pay, to, pay attention to? No, um, no. I think for me, I've always followed the women, the women's prize, so the the women's fiction. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Booker Awards, which is the mm. yeah. So other than that, I don't really pay attention to anything else. Yeah, yeah. and also, um, I think it's because I always get book recommendations by word of mouth from other people. 
It's true. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I feel like you don't need to, even if you didn't pay attention to those words, you probably will end up seeing them anyways, like on Yeah. social media, on like YouTube, like you said, booktube, Yeah. you will just. Yeah. 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 has awards, I think, don't they? Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, let me quickly do a Google search. I'm pretty sure Book Booktube has, a, has an award of their own. I know Goodreads <laughs> also has awards, but I don't pay attention yeah. to that because I don't trust Goodreads. So. Um. So the Book Prize was established in 2019 to bring an award to everyday readers who are active content producers and consumers in the bookish community on YouTube and other social media, what we affectionately call BookTube. Yeah. Okay, who's not, is there like a short list or anything? I was literally just about to say, to search for the, 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 the BookTube Awards uh, shortlist. Okay, so... Is it called Booktube SSSFF? Yeah. Okay. Gosh, the website is so rubbish. What is this? Um. <laughs> Have you managed to open it for me? It's still loading, so. Yeah, yeah, I've opened it. The website's rubbish. I didn't like it. Well, that's not a great start. Um, okay, so I've managed to uh, find a short list. Uh So, A Memory Called Empire by Akadi Martin. No, -huh. Is that not is that is that not the twenty twenty one? Oh, yeah, it is, it is the 2021. Yeah, the website's really bad. That's why I didn't even go on it. I just went on another website to find it. There's another one a few down towards the end and it's called booktubeprize.org. Not sure how reliable it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, twenty-one Butcher Prize home. Uh, so there's my duck Vanessa. Uh, Oh yeah. the prettiest star, the vanishing half is on there as well. Mm For twenty twenty-one. So how many nominations and Hamnet? -hmm. Yeah, Hamnet. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, after the last border, two families and the stories of refuge. Cast the origin of our discontents. Um, I saw this book, um, I think it was in uh, foils or something. Okay. Yeah, our bodies in the battlefield that's another one that I saw. I didn't know where I saw that from. Okay, um, so yeah, YouTube Booktube has an award. What's the Mm, yeah, what is the prize? Let's see. I don't know, but it says the winners announced on October the 2nd. Okay, so just before the Booker Prize. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the Booker Prize is, isn't it November? Yeah, it is, I think, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, oh, oh, the finalists have already been announced. Did you say the finalists? yeah. Really? Final six books take place in August and September. Oh. Yeah, so they're probably they're probably in the process of either having already released them or releasing them, right? I think so. On the website I'm on, I can see it says finalists on booktubeprize.org. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know how trustworthy this website is. Oh yeah, it is a fiction finalist, isn't it? Yeah. Guessing the first six that we we read. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Oh, I feel like maybe the vanishing half or my dark Vanessa will win. I can't really see the death of Vivek Oji winning. But I know it's an amazing book, so maybe I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I don't see my dark Vanessa winning. Why? I think it's just, just I don't know, I just can't see it winning. It's just maybe the topic. It doesn't seem that compelling. It it is a very interesting novel, but I think this, it's only interesting for me particularly because I went to an all girls school. Uh, you, have you, have you so read about Yeah, okay. So maybe it might interest you. But it's about this girl who has like an abusive relationship with a teacher, where the teacher abuses her when she's young. Yeah. Oh. And it's her like dealing with the consequences of that. And oh, it's right. so like it's so weird. Like okay. It's kind of weird. It's a little bit problematic in some areas, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it is mm, interesting. Okay, now that it's you not the it. usual narrative we hear about student-teacher relationships and okay. kind of like Lolita, but more yeah. obvious, CD and dark undertones. Okay, okay. Might be worth reading then. Might it, I think it is. It's an interesting yeah. movie. It's going to go on my very large TBR. <laughs> Mine is very large as well. Oh my goodness! <laughs> at least yours. At least you've been taking things off yours, yeah. Mine has stayed stagnant for some time. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, this business me saying I'm gonna read this, I'm gonna read that. I've realized one thing: like, I'll pick out the books that I want to read, put them next to my bed. But believe you me, when I'm not in my room and I'm somewhere else, I will pick up something different and read that thing. <laughs> no yeah same i find yeah. it so hard to stick to my tube to be red pile like the order i want it yeah for me it's just it's based on mood if i'm not in the mood for yeah. it i'm just gonna move it yeah 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 oh god what are you currently reading so i'm reading uh, vanishing house um i've read a lot of like non-fiction lately really- oh what have you been reading oh I don't know if this is interesting to any of the readers, but like <laughs> the Toyota way, which is like um, talking about um, the, the, the like uh, Kaizen, continuous improvement and all that kind of stuff in the Toyota factory. So the history and the implementation of lean manufacturing. <laughs> that sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys, yeah? As soon as you started saying, started off, she was oh, my brain started going, oh, like the wind started <laughs> to take me away. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. You know what we, do you know what this started with? Yeah. So I yeah. did an interview for a grad job and he asked me a question and it threw me off. Oh. I decided that actually, you know what? I've stayed away from engineering too long. I need to go back and <laughs> fresh oh. my brain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I get you. I get you. Yeah. yeah. So, it'll yeah. probably sound interesting if you explained what you read i'll probably be really interested in it but i think reading it just yeah like it is interesting kaizen is basically a, a japanese word for continuous improvement okay uh, yeah so i can't remember kai and zen mean two different things so kai means oh. better mm-hmm. and zen means 
it's, it's like continuous improvement, improve continuously, basically. That's the meaning of two words. So it's like a change in culture in manufacturing, or you can apply it to anything, really. Um, okay. Always making fun of me because, like, my buzzword now is continuous improvement. So if I come up with a suggestion of how to do something quicker, to be more, yeah. to be less wasteful, I think mm-hmm. continuous improvement, right? Because that's what it is. Yeah. So, for example, um, at a workstation, if I, if you're doing a certain set of actions and stuff and you were taking too many steps, that's not adding any value to your product and that's waste. Waste of time, waste of energy, waste, waste, waste. So yeah. we're going to design your workstation so that you don't have to take as many steps. Your work oh. wanted to be as efficient as possible. Um, oh waste. We do not want to waste anything, right? Uh, yeah. Materials to arrive just on time. It's all those things. So, so, yeah, it's really fascinating. Wow, that it's sounds really like becoming a machine. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's, um, I think I, I think we need to do one day a Kaizen crash course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is why I want to get into manufacturing because this is what makes me tick. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's making a person more and more efficient. It's <laughs> such a big brain. No, no, no. It's actually not as complicated. It's complicated because you're managing people and trying to encourage this change in culture. But I do yeah. think like Kaizen is exactly what the world needs with climate change, with plastic and stuff. But it's that's Kaizen. Plastic. Oh, okay. Is, it's like I mean? circular economies type stuff. Exactly, like lean. Okay. Exactly, everything has to like reuse, recycle, and all that. That's yeah. all needs kaizen. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so that's that's the, that's the stuff that makes me tick. And I read about two books on that now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound yeah. interesting. It is. It is. Yeah, you can apply it to anything as well, not just like manufacturing or engineering anything pay counting yeah oh, zero defects so the, the, there's a certain tools that you can use to like get to zero defects like on in, well that's in the context of like a production line but like in the context of like payroll you can look at it as like zero um errors mm-hmm. um in in the work that you're doing so yeah okay would that be yeah. like automating a lot of things or something Automating or removing the source of the error. So uh, it's because um, the person is checking too many things. So for example, like, um, I can't remember which factory it was, um, the work cycle for the operator, they were doing too many things at one workstation. So the yeah. solution was to break it up into two different work cycles, get another mm-hmm. operator, they work faster that way, and there's less defects at the end, and you spend less time trying to fix the defect. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. She yeah. Game yeah. Internet. But then making us too efficient at work. <laughs> I like the moments of inefficiency. Okay, <laughs> they remind me I'm human. <laughs> That's what mistakes do. They remind you that you're still in the flesh. I'm still like in the flesh. I'm not sucked yeah. into the Excel spreadsheet yet yeah yeah it's so funny that sounds really interesting though it is interesting it is interesting yeah um that's the thing that got me into like manufacturing before i wasn't really into it yeah, mm. yeah. um i can apply it to my peanut butter business i already have oh yeah you could yeah I mean, 
apply to your peanut butter business and then when you go to your next interview say yes i have applied the principles yeah. of this and then it's yeah. a good talking point oh my goodness oh yes. my goodness oh my god Cindy, you've just literally solved my dilemma interview question they ask you like um when was the like when you solved the problem bro i'm just gonna even and, and if you can't talk about it in your work today payroll things put it in that yeah Done. Yes. You are just too smart. I can't do it. No, I'm not too smart. I'm just good at blagging stuff and thinking about <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where good ideas come from, though. <laughs> we need people. You're need the idea people. person. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You should definitely do it. It sounds really interesting. It is, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. in your life for you as well if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could also write about like all the these things that you read you could like do like you know those infographics on instagram yeah yeah short ones of that and just post it on an account and that's already something you can in a really condensed and quick way that you're understanding these concepts and apply it to your peanut butter business but then show how you can apply it in other models and other industries or whatever and then you're further doing that not just with yours but it shows you can think about anywhere else yeah yeah and you can use the payroll as well you can use it that peanut butter that's a good idea god yeah Yeah. so what have you uh what was the question i can't remember what the question was what are you currently reading oh yeah so uh yeah so i said vanishing half Mm -hmm. um my next one is patsy i've been waiting to read this before oh yeah yeah, patsy is next definitely that one yeah, mm-hmm. for, too, for too long. Um, for some reason, I overtook Patsy with um, Tony Morrison's, uh, what's the name of that book? Oh, Beloved. Not Beloved. Sula? The one that I was saying you should read as well. The Bluest Eye. Oh, is that Tony Morrison? Is that Angela May Angela? No, 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 it's Tony Morrison. Okay. Yeah, it's so weird because I was thinking it, it starts with a B. The Beauty Myth? No, that's Naomi Wolf. And I just couldn't get to the title. So yeah, I I, I wanted to read like um Patsy before that one, but I ended up reading that one. That was good as well. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. my my currently reading Vanishing Half. Uh, approaching Patsy. Who's Patsy by again? Patsy. Yeah, who's it by? What's the name? Um, I've no idea who the author is. I just know. I think it's... they're Caribbean authors. Yeah. So oh, it's, um, it's... Nicole Y. Dennis Ben. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, so the the book is about a woman who might emigrates from the Caribbean into um the US. Um, it's got a lot of interesting themes in there as well yeah who doesn't love a good migrant story yeah migrant also the fact that like it's 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 a woman who leave who might immigrate first exactly yeah super interesting yeah Yeah. and she doesn't have a partner does she i don't think she does we'll find out yeah yeah what is on your to be read or what are you currently reading um, I am currently reading Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. Isn't that um, a Booktube uh, Awards? 
shortlist. Yeah, it is. It's in a lot of awards, and it won the. I think it won the Booker Prize last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm. I'm like a third of the way through now, and okay. it's really good. I really like it. It's just. I I personally really like Glasgow. So finding about finding out about people's lives in Glasgow in like the yeah. 1980s and 90s super yeah. interesting to me anyway and it's just about like a family of like not even working class they're very like poor and deprived yeah. family with an alcoholic mother and it's just about their life and how they've got to where they've gotten to and yeah, it's just charting the, the lives of this family. And it's really sad and depressing. A lot of stuff about poverty. But yeah. I think it's, I really like the way it's written. I love all the details included in it. I like how it's also written in third person. But the okay. way in which the writer describes and like, I don't know, presents what they're feeling, the emotions and everything. It's just yeah. done so well. Like for me personally, I would maybe say the writing style is kind well gives me the same vibes as a little life not in terms oh. of how harrowing it is but in terms of how okay. someone can write something from third person really well yeah. do you know what i mean yeah but yes yeah, really interesting it makes me laugh as well so much not at the poverty but yeah. at like yeah, the way in which yeah or the way in which scottish people like describe stuff like yeah. oh we lad or my weens and stuff like that like, or oh, i can't do this like i just Isn't I that love the beauty scottish of like the, the beauty of writing that you remember when i was, I was telling you about um an orchestra of minorities mm-hmm. um like the way he he he, he describes things when he describes something in pigeon i don't think it would have the same effect as it would if he described it like in pure in, 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 in English. English, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, people yeah. who, like, convey dialect really well, I really enjoy that. Like, like you said, with orchestra minorities, I can imagine they do that quite well. Yeah. Um, Zora Neale Hurston does it quite well as well. We've shown, like, the deep south, like, dialect. Yeah, yeah. She does that really, really well. I think that's quite It does give the characters I, depth as well, I think. Exactly, and it teaches you another way of speaking, another way yeah. in which people converse with each other. Even like House of Stone as well, it incorporated a lot of Ndebele in that in a really interesting yeah. way, which I wouldn't have thought, and it exposes you to something else. Yeah. So with Sugar Bane as well, it's kind of like exposing me to more like Scottish, I don't know, little sayings, the yeah. way in which they talk to each other, the slang, the idioms. It's just really interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. I, th- I think you'd uh, maybe because uh, Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt is kind yeah. of thing, but it's about his life, I think. Okay, kind of the same. Do you remember when I was saying that? Like, I was so disappointed yeah. the film because like, I enjoyed the book so much. Yeah, I remember you saying, yeah, 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 it, it, it's, it's kind of like what you're saying, but it's set in Ireland. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that would be interesting. Yeah, also with another book, Milkman by Milkman, Anna. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. it's also the same. It's also set in Ireland as well, and I find it quite interesting. Yeah. More so than what's that book that everyone talked about, which is really popular? Normal people. I feel Normal like people. it really lacked with showing a lot more about like Ireland and stuff, in my opinion. Okay, normal people is set in Ireland. It is, but I, I didn't really oh. get that sense of like, mm, I'm in Ireland. Maybe it's just she made it that way, so it's more universal, to, more universal, more people can relate to it. 
yeah. so it's not highly specific it's not really centered on the place as much it doesn't really define it that much yeah um, see i i find us um i don't necessarily tend to enjoy books that do that because for example if i take um i can't remember is it bessie head uh, like a, 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 a South African author, or like a Zim author, or someone who tries to make their literature a bit more, tries too hard to make it accessible to like someone who's in the UK and stuff like that. I feel like yeah. there's something, I can't really put my finger on I can understand why you would try to do that, but also at the same time, I'm like, one of the reasons why people read is to escape. Yeah, yeah exactly oh. to go to a new place even like with the kite runner as well like yeah learning about yeah. afghanistan's landscape exactly yeah 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 because yeah, we've already got all these misconceptions about like uh, afghanistan yeah. the book takes you somewhere else which is quite good exactly yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. yeah really i am enjoying that quite a lot yeah. i also recently finished reading i can't i don't know how to pronounce this in language but it's by George or Jorge Luis Borges and it's an oh, okay. Argentinian writer he writes like short stories and it's yeah. called fictions and it's just like different stories where he's exploring a lot of different themes it's very like um, literary fiction like very highbrow like I literally had to watch like YouTube explanations for some of the stories <laughs> and do research because it was quite hard to grasp and a lot of things went over my head but it's yeah. definitely a really interesting work and it'll get your mind going um, okay I also read Play As It Lays by Joan Didion okay yes I think I saw that on Instagram or something yeah it was interesting I think I need to read it again but it's about yeah. a famous Hollywood well she's not really famous but a Hollywood actress who deals with like the I don't know like she deals with the realities of living in Hollywood like the fakeness the image how mm. everyone's quite empty and soulless and focused on the materialism and all that stuff not in a cheesy no, it way sounds like, it sounds like Instagram <laughs> It does, but the the writing style is really distinctive. Like, I think it's probably one of those novels that set, like, really set itself up to, I don't know, making everyone else, like, what do I say? It's like the, I can't, I don't have my words today. Um, It was like, it set a new benchmark on how to present how oh. women feel depressed. Like, it's quite okay. stark, it's, quite, it's really blunt. It's very sharp it's very cold as well mm. so and it's not really like oh i'm feeling like this i'm feeling like that she just does yeah. something really random and erratic and just oh, okay. totally like not okay but it's just it was interesting but i might need yeah, to that'd be again. interesting to read be and yeah it's, it's not very long as well so i got it done in like two or three days so. okay yeah nice. oh work. that's good i like books like that sometimes <laughs> yeah in in june i literally only chose books that were less than 200 pages because i was like i'm gonna be so busy this month i can't yeah. make myself yeah. read anything more than 300 pages yeah um yeah, yeah. i also read um Actually, what were you gonna say same as well like do the under 200 pages until you get into really good rhythm then you get into yeah. like a really happy book like that's how I feel now with like Shuggy Bane it's like I think three or four hundred pages oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm yeah. ready now to get some through something a bit thicker yeah a little life size yeah I'm just a little yeah. bit smaller than a little life a little life is too long <laughs> but um yeah I also read um Carmilla by Sheridan 
Jay Sheridan Lafanu, but yeah. I read yeah. the edited version by um, Carmen Maria Machado, yeah. obviously, and she edited the work and she, she's got like her footnotes and stuff alongside the text. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's just about um, a vampire who's a woman, which is really okay. interesting, who um, yeah, visits a family and basically just kills people in the area. It's kind of like a Dracula, but a woman, but it's not really Dracula. It was written, so I think, between. like, in between. It's, it was written 18 years before Dracula, so it's quite interesting. And it's got, like, oh, loads okay. of, like, um, kind of, like, I don't know if um, Sheridan Lafanu, J. Sheridan Lafanu, wanted this, but it's got really, like, like, really overt for me anyway and for the modern reader very overt sexual undertones of like a lesbian relationship but they oh, didn't okay. think that back in the day they yeah. just thought oh this is another form of deviance that, that we can attach to like vampires and stuff but then do you think like a lot of like lesbian fiction and even like in film it used mm-hmm. to be reflected more in vampire films than in actual yeah. normal it is mainstream media right yeah yeah do you remember that film back in the day with james corden i think it's called lesbian vampire killers but i swear none of the vampires were lesbian <laughs> in that film <laughs> <laughs> you know you just remember it's so funny that you say that yeah um, yeah it's one of my favorite um series is uh orange is the new black mm-hmm. and uh it's, it's set in a women's prison right and yeah but i think he's like the warden or something no he's not the warden it's like the council the prison council or something he's someone who's just underneath the warden and mm-hmm. he's got this fear of women and he, he's always reading books like um not not fear but like he's sexist and he's always reading books like um why men are going to become irrelevant <laughs> no <laughs> so when you said that I was literally thinking he strikes me as the kind of guy who'd write something like that <laughs> maybe so against lesbians he, he'd like uh see like someone doing something really serious and he wouldn't care about like the few the, the women prisoner then but like as soon as he says le- lesbian relationship he's like no 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 that's a shot <laughs> you're going into the shoot <laughs> what oh my yeah. gosh but that's the thing, like, I just imagine, I just associated his uh, character, the portrayal of that character with someone who writes something like that. Yeah, definitely. I can see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what's the name of the book again? Um, It's called Carmilla by J. Sheridan Lefanu. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's an Irish author as well. I also read, oh, okay. I also listened to a podcast about it and they are like, this has a lot of undertones about the Irish and the English and the tensions mm, between. Okay, okay. Lots of subtext on that, but that just went over my head. I was like, okay, I don't, yeah. This yeah. is too much. I've read too deeply into this. But it's an interesting one. Yeah. Not a lot of people like it, but I just like it because it was just, different and interesting yeah it, it, it does it does sound interesting to be fair yeah. yeah and i also last one i read recently is um assembly by natasha brown yeah. and this is her debut novel and it's by a black british writer uh-huh. and it's um it's like a coming it's like a come it says it's a come of age in credit crunch it's just about a woman who's working in this job which she finds completely unfulfilling Mm-hmm. but she's got all the right material things she's got the boyfriend who's rich who's white who lives in like a manner his family's yeah. wealthy she has the right friends but she yeah. feels yeah. 
like unfulfilled. so disconnected unfulfilled like there's this we like she talks about class race sexism misogynoir so many different concepts there's a lot of themes a lot of themes like capitalism alienation all of yeah. those different things working in a job that you don't love yeah and like it's got so many themes and it's quite thin as well so i think it's less than 150 okay. pages and um yeah it's really interesting like i like the way she talks about the body in the book i'm not going to yeah. spoil anything for you but her body other people's bodies and the way she describes it quite uh, interesting yeah it's a little bit pretentious in some parts just yeah. because it's a bit like poetic but also prose but it's mm. also kind of like an essay it's just got lots of bit of a jumbled mess but it works it works so, oh, okay and okay. there's a bit of stuff that she uses that's just super I'm just like no one says this like I get that she, she's probably gone to like Oxford or something so she's really she is intelligent yeah and I think she studied like mathematics or something so she's yeah. really intelligent and I know that these people use that type of language but when I read it in a book I'm like my goodness like when she's when she's lying down on the floor and she's depressed she yeah. says I lay supine or she lay prone it's either one or the other I think so I'm not prone sure is when you're face down okay yeah so she laid supine on the yeah. floor yeah i'm like who says that for one do you know what i mean like it's, it's, it may, it, i think maybe if she's got like uh people in the medicine like in medical people are the only people yeah yeah again maybe it yeah. leads to something else in the novel which you'll find out but i just i just didn't like some of the use of the yeah, words yeah it feels false for the maybe we are not really her target audience in that book I don't know if you write a book with the with the target audience in mind. I think we are her target audience. You think? Yeah, or like she yeah. uses another another really weird word to say he laughed hysterically, but she uses this really strange word. I'm like, I like what? Yeah. So because, like as soon as you said that, like I couldn't help but think like when I read Queenie, I didn't mm-hmm. feel any alien. Like I didn't. Uh, the language felt easy right yeah yeah it felt easy. yeah, I, yeah. That, that was my immediate like reference to thinking it was probably on the opposite spectrum to what to where queenie was yeah yeah i think that you're right this is like the opposite of that it's kind of like it's good and i like the way it's written i found it entertaining yeah. and definitely like in the theme she explores yeah yeah and the way it's written as well maybe as well reflects my own little bits of pretensions as well because i like the writing style and the way she yeah. explains things but at some point i was like oh no this is but even you just at some moments but it doesn't tr- detract from the whole novel i still enjoy okay. it all yeah okay i definitely will give that a try yeah it's a really good one it's very interesting yeah and it's not long so cool no it's not this is yeah. see this is why it seems like i read so much all of these books were like under 200 pages so <laughs> <laughs> One don't be deceived guys a book a weekend that's a good way of doing it yeah it's true i've been seeing some people read crazy amounts of books in a week i'm like i don't know how some people do some people not have i know some I, people I don't have full-time jobs but really it's easier to do that with no yeah I, I definitely still think it's easier to do with non-fiction because like with fiction you're investing in the characters like the emotions you know like sometimes i read something and i close it, i'm like oh no i'm feeling too much i'm gonna come back to this another time like really like a day or two yeah like with non-fiction, you're just absorbing facts 
but for me i feel like the process of absorbing facts is takes longer really? than understanding than grasping people's emotions for me is quick and easy sometimes i even skip sections no but no like, no okay, grasping it. people's emotions but it's about how you feel no i think i can deal with it quite well <laughs> really yeah 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 oh yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm the opposite like literally non-fiction i can breathe it like air we, I feel like I just yeah. get too paranoid that I'm not absorbing enough. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to read this slowly and really appreciate this. No, you, you think of yourself in My study. brain is like a sieve. Huh? You think of yourself like you're studying. That's why you feel that way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I can't really gloss over quickly reading nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I take time with it. Yeah, what kind of book it is, right, as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then also I try to remember all the nonfiction I've read and all the stuff that i read and sometimes it just i just can't remember it <laughs> I just it just goes straight through my brain unless i write it down huh yeah exactly see you write it down you remember but writing it down just takes long time as well like that just adds to the length of time it takes for me to get through non-fiction yeah whilst if i listen to a podcast i yeah. will absorb that information like so quickly but so... if i read it in a book so what needs to happen is you need to listen to audiobooks of nonfiction. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah okay. See, guys, we've just found a way to get Cindy on board with audiobooks. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because I actually do, I listen to a ridiculous amount of podcasts every single day. So yeah. I might as well listen to nonfiction books. You're right. Yeah. 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 I think you should. I think you should try it. Yeah, I yeah. think I will. I will. Let me just download Audible right now. <laughs> well, you have to show us. You have to show me a picture just to make sure that you have downloaded. No, I'm joking. Okay. I will. I will. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, there's a book uh called Who Owns England. That's the first audio. Oh, into. Uh, yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. It's very interesting mm-hmm. to learn about how much the Crown Institute owns. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, most of England. But Eat the rich. Yeah. Eat the yeah. rich. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, but then again, like, it's, it's not really clear who the Crown Institute is at the same time, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. 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 So much. There's so much opaqueness. Yeah, and that's how it thrives, to be fair. Like, if you don't know who it belongs to, then who are you going to go after? Like with the oil industry as well, yeah, they make it hard on purpose. That's the end of the podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Please let us know what you think of Book Awards and... Yeah, drop us any feedback yeah um anything that you want us to talk about we're open to suggestion exactly and yeah let us know if there's any other book awards we should pay attention to yeah um and if you have the spare time tell us what you're currently reading because oh, yeah add into our reading list and we'd love to hear from you exactly um you can find us on instagram at Express Your Shelf Podcast and on TikTok at Express Your Shelf Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.